everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where you're not going to believe this, but this week I remembered to bring in the whole bag of fortune cookies. That's right. I've only been talking about it for weeks, and it finally happened. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, host of That's Life and head of social responsibility at Cross River. You can find me here every week right after Allison and right before Yussie's live lunch. So much has been going on, my God. It's been unbelievable. I just have to thank Mayor Fertig, who's been helping out in the sub-department. So Nachum had a few days off, which was great and certainly deserved and needed. And next week, um, I will be on vacation. And so you will not hear me live tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, live next week, but you will hear an encore presentation of That's Life. And that's totally fine. And I look forward to seeing, listen, it is Yeshiva Week, or I should say the second half of Yeshiva Week. Yeshiva Week has now been bifurcated. It's now Yeshiva Weeks. It's now Yeshiva We Can't Get on the Same Page Weeks. That's what it's come down to here in the uh, New York, New Jersey region. But anyway, I am looking forward to a couple of days off, and that will be next week. So I know it's ridiculously exciting, not as exciting for you as it is for me that I remembered the bag of fortune cookies, but I can't even tell you how long they've been in my car. And any Anybody who was listening last week knows that last week's, for, last week's fortune cookie was a disaster. It was an embarrassment to fortune cookies everywhere. It was, what was it? It was so bad. I, I just, I blanked it out of my mind. I destroyed it. It was terrible. You can go back in the archives, archives if you really need to and listen to it again. But it was awful. So I'm excited that I have a whole, I mean, this is a stash. This should last me a while. Of course, if the first one is bad or the second one is bad or the third one is bad, you know, now I have like 40 others to get through. But let's quickly do the national holidays. Today's national holidays, it's popcorn day. Are you a popcorn fan? I'm not really a popcorn fan. I'm not into anything that is definitely going to get stuck in my teeth. Definitely. Toffee. Well, toffee, I don't like sweet things. But anything that really is definitely going to cause me to either have to floss or whatever, it's not my idea of a good time. I've never liked popcorn. It's tin can day. I actually, I could use a good tin can. Tin cans are fun. Though I have to say probably this generation, they have no idea what tin cans are, right? I mean, my grandparents with the Maxwell House tin can, you know that coffee can, of course you do. You know how many things were reused in that coffee can? That's where we stored cookies. That's what we put in the freezer. You name it. Those tin cans had, we were recycling, upcycling, whatever you're supposed to call it, before it was fashionable. Those were the best. It's World Day of Migrants and Refugees. Well, here in America, it's absolutely day, every day. It's World Quark Day. What's a quark? Q-U-A-R-K. I have no idea, but knowing of Rummy, he'll know before the day is over, that's for sure. It's Get to Know Your Customers Day, and it's Women's Healthy Weight Day. I'm going to do a quick spiel on women's healthy weight. My healthy weight is none of your business. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You want to, who celebrates anyone's healthy weight day? Women, men, or whatever. Folks, feel good. Be healthy. Let's take the weight conversation out of it. But let me, I, you know, sometimes I like, to, I like to preview certain days because I think they're exciting. Okay, here's one for you. Tomorrow, guys, I mean, talk about dating myself. Tomorrow is National Camcorder Day. National Camcorder Day. Can you believe it? Who has national, who has a camcorder? We all have iPhones. That's right. We've gotten rid of camcorders. We're into iPhones. That's where we are at this point. Isn't that crazy? When I was a kid, we couldn't even, I mean, we couldn't afford a camcorder. 
Those people had camcorders. We had to borrow one once. I don't even know what we did with the tape. Then it was a small tape. It had to go into the bigger adapter thing. You know what I'm talking about. I just got rid of a whole bunch of VCRs. My kids are like, no, that's fun. There's nothing fun about a VCR. Let me quickly do the fortune cookie. I can't wait to speak to my guest. She's on hold, so we're quickly going to do this. This is out of my new stash, guys. Here we go. Do we feel lucky about this fortune cookie? Life moves on whether we act as cowards or heroes. That's not bad. It's not bad, though it doesn't really encourage you to be a hero now, does it? Huh. Well, this is actually an interesting way to segue into my guest, who frankly, I think, has been particularly heroic on her social media feed lately. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm so excited to welcome back. I haven't spoken to her in a while. Melinda Strauss. Melinda Strauss joins us. She's a Jewish TikTok creator with over 700,000 followers. It's unbelievable. She's well known for her videos about her Orthodox Jewish religion, kosher food, her experience having type 1 diabetes, and her family life. It's unbelievable how she's talked about her, her life with diabetes. Find her on TikTok and Instagram at the real Melinda Strauss on TikTok and through her webs- her website, melindastrauss.com. Melinda, good morning. Hello, thanks for having me on. Absolutely my pleasure. So I, I, I joked a little bit, but it's not really a joke that your social media feed has become heroic. And I, and I do want to talk about that. But first, let's talk about food and let's talk about your life with food and then how you got to this more heroic adventure. Sure. Well, food is, I mean, food is number one in, in my life, I'm sure in yours too. So food, food leads me every single day. Uh, and food is how I got started on social media as well. Right. Back in 2011, actually. So it's been a, a long time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding I know me. TikTok is, is fairly new. Right. But I started my food blog. Oh, my, if you hear that beeping, that's my ass on sugar. Speaking of diabetes, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, what is that sound? So I started my food blog actually back in 2011, uh, before food blogs were even a really big thing. I didn't know even what I was doing when I got started, but I, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, what was that quote that you just read from the, uh, from the cookie? Life moves on whether we act as cowards or heroes. Mm -hmm. And even beyond cowards and heroes, I feel like life moves on whether you adapt to it or not. Mm. And so when I started, it was, okay, I have a food blog and it was Facebook and and Twitter, and then suddenly there was Pinterest and Instagram, and and all these things started happening. And it's like, well, if you don't join, then it's going to keep going, whether right. or not you adapt and and join in with it. So, what started as the food blog and growing on Facebook suddenly became, all right, I got to join that, and I got to join that, and and that's where so much of the growth happened from. Just you know, and and again, food is the most important thing. That's what it started with was me developing kosher recipes and really just trying a lot of new, different things in the kitchen. Right. But Melinda, I mean, there's growth and then there's 700,000 followers. <laughs> That's not growth. It's, it's, it's That's a, like an yeah. explosion. Yeah. Well, it's a totally different app. You know, it's interesting that I, I was thinking recently about this because I'm at, two, I, I started on Instagram in 2012 and I'm really like right at the cusp of hitting 100,000, which is incredible and huge. And like, I can't even believe that number. And I try and keep it separate from TikTok because it's so different than TikTok. And I see it in such different, and even what I share is so different. I started with food and suddenly became on TikTok educating people about Judaism, yeah. which I didn't even know I had it in me when I first started. I'm, I'm a good talker. 
You're a good, it's not even just you're a good talker. I think you're under, I think you're, you're not giving yourself credit. You're a good explainer. And I think that that's different. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that skill, that relatability and that being able to explain things and deconstruct, simplify whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're explaining to someone else, that's your, that's your, that's, that's your, that's your, that's your gold. I mean, that's. I could think of it as my gift. It, mm. it, I like to joke it's the gift of gab, but it's more it's exactly what you said. It's, it's not just that I can talk because I can talk anyone's ear off. It's being able to explain things in a very concise way and make it understandable for someone who knows zero about Judaism, like really getting back to the basics. Like people will say to me, they'll send me messages and be like, well, why haven't you explained this or that or get into those details? I'm like, because they really try and keep it to a simple level so that everybody can understand it. And not just non-Jewish people, but there's a lot of Jewish people that don't know all the different laws. And I learn new things every day hmm. when I go online and I do research because I don't know all the answers to everything in the world. I don't think any of us do. Right. So I do a lot of online research the same way. If you go to a rabbi and ask a question, they're going to say, hey, let me do a little research. So I do that too. And I've learned a lot, but it, right, it's being articulate about how to explain things so that they're understandable. Right. I, I, I completely agree. But even before we start talking about Judaism, you've right. yes. you've perfected that when it comes when it comes to food and it comes to people being able to make Thanksgiving or start Shabbos mm. or my favorite, which is Pesach. Right. Pe- yeah. Everybody's right now talking about eggs and Pesach. I can't believe it's <laughs> January and we're already stressing about eggs and Pesach. Everybody just everybody's going to have to take a deep breath right now. Just let's mm-hmm. take a But you continue to de- it's crazy, right? You continue to demystify like, OK, so the first Pesach that everybody made during COVID and people didn't go away and they didn't go to their parents. This is what you do. So right. you, you're able to calm everybody down, frankly. Thank you. I, it makes me happy to hear that because I, especially when I talk, I, I walk my dog every morning and I talk on Instagram about all the things going on in my life. And a lot of times I, my rule is if I'm thinking it, somebody else is thinking it too. So if I'm stressed or if I'm, you know, when I talk about what I'm comparing my life to somebody else's or, or whatever's going on in my life, other people are dealing with that also. So I want to be able to share how I'm working my way through it. Because I happen to be a very self-aware person. Right. Uh, So for me, it's being able to see exactly where I'm at and how to get out of it. And I know that's not something that everybody has. So I feel like if I can give that to other people, then I can share that where they may not have that skill and I can teach them how to use it. It's amazing. It really mm-hmm. is amazing. Melinda Strauss Thank joins you. us. Here. It's but it's true. Melinda Strauss yeah. joins us here on That's Life, and we're we're always encouraging people to associate themselves with other good people. You should follow her if you're not already. You can follow her on the real Melinda Strauss. That is her. That is her handle. And of course, you can go to melindastrauss.com and check out all of her recipes. So let's talk before we sit and talk about Judaism. <laughs> Let's talk about TikTok because okay. it, TikTok is, I don't want to say scary. I don't want to say scary, mm-hmm. but you can, it's, it's okay. It is. It, it is. It is, yeah. right? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for validating me right now. Yeah, it yeah. sure is. I don't, I mean, for a while I didn't understand Instagram and I can't say I'm proficient mm-hmm. in it. I'm more of a Twitter person, though right now Twitter is such a cesspool of hate that I'd prefer not to have anything to do with it. Uh, um, I mean, I'm sure you feel that, but, but TikTok initially was meant for what? Dancing and, and tweens, like I guess teenagers who were dancing. That's kind of how things really started 
with TikTok. But that's back in like 2018 and 2019. And then when the pandemic hit, people were just stuck home. Right. And so they, yeah, at the beginning it was dancing and I kind of watched it all happen on TikTok because my daughter got on the app and I'm like, well, she's going to be on it. I want to be on it Mm. and see what she's, you know, what she's seeing. And I've heard this advice that like, and the same thing I said with getting on Instagram, like keep going, keep trying new things, get on the new apps, especially when your job is in social media, see what comes next from it. So I started just sharing random things and I started seeing people weren't just dancing anymore. They were sharing hacks. They were sharing how to make sourdough. Mm. They were sharing all of these really great things that were helping them just, I guess, when you're bored, like, what do you do with yourself <laughs> when you're bored all the time? So they started sharing all these things because that, there was, that, that was, and then people just started talking, right? Suddenly it wasn't just people dancing. It was people talking about their lives and how we can all connect. And I was like, oh, I could talk to Right. I could do that. So I started sharing. And I do that things. well. And I do yes, that well. You do that very well. I think one of the things that scares people the most is who's watching? Am I doing it right? Am I, and I'm just like, just do it. Pose, and and it, oh, it takes forever to make a video. I'm like, I'm telling you, it doesn't. If you stop thinking about everything being so perfect all the time. So, so I started sharing just some videos and what, ha- what was happening around the world and things were happening in New York, a lot of anti-Semitism. Right. And I had a few thousand people at that point following, which was already like blowing my mind. Mm. I'm like, well, if a few thousand people can see me talking about anti-Semitism and what's going on in New York, then that's a few more thousand people who are re- like, uh, your voice matters, whether it's one person or a hundred thousand or a million, you're reaching somebody. Right. I'm like, all right, so I could reach some people. And they were like, wait, you're Jewish. So can I ask you a few questions? What is kosher? Which is the number one question I get asked every single day. And is that how it started? Is that how you're coming? Yeah. No way. Yeah. People were just like, oh, she, you know, cause I was talking about anti-Semitism. People were like, wait, you're Jewish. And they weren't thinking about it before. And it was, just, they were like, let me just ask a few questions. And they didn't know if I would answer them. Right. Cause you'll see right. that they ask random questions to random people. <laughs> right. And I started answering them and it just kind of took off from there with more questions and more. And it became almost like a Q and a style on my page where I have the saying, there are no stupid questions. Mm. So people can ask so whatever good. they need to ask, right. even if they feel really, really dumb. And I'm a sucker. Like if you write in your question, it, this might sound silly, but I'm answering it. <laughs> I'm answering it. Cause like, you, you feel you for that silly, person who just took the yeah. leap. Yeah, it's a big deal. And I'm like, if you felt silly, but you actually asked it, like, that's amazing. Right. So I, I'm a sucker for those. And I'll totally answer. And I'll I'll answer pretty much any question, most questions. <laughs> I don't hold back. Um, but that's, yeah, that's how it started. Just, I, I started seeing what people were interested in. So I, organic. I that. I'm mm-hmm. st- I'm stunned. Well, yeah. first of all, let's let's I mean, let's give you credit here. You've you've created a community, right? You've created right. a community and you're in a situation where you have an audience and you mm-hmm. don't take it for granted and you take mm-hmm. it seriously and you know that there's a responsibility. I mean, it's something that we talk about all the time here. You know, mm-hmm. Nahum and and the and the network and the growing responsibility that we have to our listeners to make sure that they are well informed and that they're connected, right? Yeah. So so you've done that, and and since you've done that, they've responded to you with these questions that are allowing them to learn in a. I mean, not to sound like a teacher again, to learn mm-hmm. in a safe environment. Yes, the safe environment part I think is really important too, and and I've seen a lot more Jewish creators who have 
been building their accounts in, in not in the same way because we all do it in different ways. Mm-hmm. But with that same thing where if you build trust and people know that they can ask you things and that you can share without making them feel like like they're an idiot for asking a question, they're going to want to ask more and learn more. And so there's we have a whole like hashtag Jewish TikTok community. And it's awesome. And Amazing. now there's a lot of Jews who follow also. And that's been something that really has like hit me in such a positive way, like it just keeps me going, is not only knowing that I'm educating people who aren't Jewish about Judaism, but that I've been connecting a lot of Jewish people to their to the religion and to their heritage. So whether they're religious or observant or whatever words you want to use or not, right. or nothing, they're connecting to it. Or someone recently messaged that they grew up, you know, their mom was Jewish and their dad wasn't. And when their, their mom and grandparents passed away, they were raised by their dad. And was not raised Jewish. But when he saw my videos, it connected him back to his <sighs> mom. And now he's looking into going on a birthright trip. No way. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that to me just blows my mind because it's, it's not me reaching out specifically to one person. But every video reaches one person. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. You're Thank listening you. to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I'm joined by Melinda Strauss. MelindaStrauss.com is where you can find her on her website. And of course, follow her. If you don't, I don't know what you've been doing with your time, but follow <laughs> her at The Real Melinda Strauss, both on TikTok and Instagram and everywhere you can find Melinda, you can find her at The Real Melinda Strauss. I always wonder when you put the real into that, what the fake Melinda Strauss looks like, but that's, you know, that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. What's your favorite? I mean, is your favorite topic to talk about still food or are you like becoming partial to this whole, let me, let me demystify Judaism thing. Oh, it's both. I mean, I, food could never leave me. And at first when I was sharing and answering questions, it was definitely more of the demystifying, but that's what happens sometimes when you, you know, when you're finding your niche is that you focus on that one thing. But as I started growing, I started realizing that I wanted to share all parts of me and food is, is literally my entire life. So I share grocery hauls every time I go to Gourmet Lot. Oh my gosh, every time I go to Seasons, every grocery store I go to, I make a video about it. And then I share finding kosher food at Trader Joe's or like all the places that I go, I share about that. And then I share tons of recipes, which has been really fun because old school for me is taking a picture of food and sharing a developed recipe. And this new way is video. And it's been really fun to just go with imperfect because perfection is just it holds everyone back and I make these imperfect fun videos. The lighting isn't always great, but it doesn't matter as long as I'm sharing the recipe. Like people were making broccoli kugel for their Christmas dinner. Stop it. How awesome is that? I'm like, wait, what? I like, mean, I we could make, we can make a joke about cultural appropriation here, but that's well, actually ridiculous. Just, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, yes. you know what? They're just, it's just food and we should be able to share food across all platforms and, and religions. And so for them to know, that they're making this broccoli kugel and they know what it is because I've taught them what it is. They're not oh just making God. a random recipe. They're making a Jewish kugel. And they, and it's it's just so much fun to see that happen. And like all these recipes I've made in years. And I'm like, I'm just going to share this one because, oh my gosh, my, my daughter's, her they call it Nora's broccoli. It's literally just roasted broccoli <laughs> with with um, onion soup mix from the Shook. Oh my and God. people, it like blew people's minds. And now it's called Nora's broccoli. And please God, one day when I have a cookbook, it'll be in there. I'm like, never thought I would have just roasted broccoli in a cookbook. But if Nora's broccoli isn't in that book, people would revolt. Like well, that's, that's, 
I think yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jamie Geller in her first cookbook, like like mm-hmm. the, the bride who couldn't cook or what or something along those lines, she had something about how to make corn on the cob, like how to boil. Yeah. Corn. So Listen, the people don't know how to do it. Correct. <laughs> correct. And by the way, you and I both know the simplest of the recipes and the the simplest of the ingredients are just what make all the food shine instead of, yeah. you know, and we could go through that forever. I, I have to ask you first off about how you've gotten your kids and, and, and your husband to be mm-hmm. not only willing participants, but also partners in all of this. I mean, yeah. I don't know, you did a video, you're prepping for vacation, Nora's in the background with her, you know, dancing or whatever. And I'm laughing hysterically. I'm like, my kids would be in, uh, in another state if I wanted to do a TikTok. Forget that they yeah. wouldn't participate. They'd be like, I don't know you. So yeah. I, I just, let's talk Let's talk about how you got your family to do this. All right, well, there's two parts to it. Because I want to say that number one thing is respecting other people who do or don't want to be in the videos. Because I've seen people, like, and I've even felt it too, where I want to, like, push my kids to be in and they don't want to be in. I want to make sure I'm respecting that. Because they, they say no a lot. They really, really do. So sometimes, you know, a little bribery never hurt anybody. Like, once in a while it happens especially if I want a a family video or something like that but they also see how it benefits them that to me is always a big one is when you want other people to be a part of something partners let them see how they benefit from it and especially with TikTok they get a lot of I mean they get a lot of free things because companies reach out and send things to them or when I'm working with companies and I'm getting paid to do something right right that that money is going towards my kids going to sleepaway camp Right. And all those things. So they, they, I've tried to help them understand how they benefit, but I really, really, really try my best to respect when they say no as well. Right. And but my I husband l- also, he, he doesn't always want to be in them. Nah, but he's a good sport. He's he is a good sport. He's a good goodness. sport. He's a good sport. But he does know a lot. He does. You, you'd be surprised how many videos he's not in. He's like, oh, I'm just not in the mood. I'm like, all right. Okay. Without you. Right. But once in a while, jump in. People love to see the whole family. I do have a big thing about not putting like young children in. Right. Just because of, you know, the creepy people who are out there on the internet. Um, but right. when your so, kids understand what the internet looks like and what's out there, then it's, I think it's a little more appropriate. Right. No, then that, that begs the next question, which is, okay, you get a lot of feedback and get a lot of positive feedback and you have a community, mm-hmm. but there, there are haters out there. So <laughs> how much, how much hate have you really had to contest with? Oh, it's every day. Every day. There's <laughs> anti semitism first and foremost. That's the toughest because that's our big reality check is every day. There's somebody making a horrible comment about <sighs> the Holocaust or about, you know, just different stereotypes with money or things like that. They just say horrible things because it's become very comfortable for mm-hmm. people to be anti-Semitic. So they think it's cool. And, you know, especially Holocaust jokes have just become worse and worse and worse. And people think it's hilarious. So I'll call them out once in a while, but I don't like my whole page to be about that because what, what you put out is what you get back. So if I'm right. only putting out, you know, the, the clapbacks and the negativity, that's what I'm going to get more of. I definitely, I, you know, I thank God I don't get a lot of, like people just making fun of me. Oh. Like I don't get a lot of that, which is really nice. Okay. And I, maybe it's because that's not the kind of account I have. Like I'm not a fashion account. I'm not a beauty account. Right. You know, so it's not a lot of people being like, oh, your forehead is really big, <laughs> which I don't know. Maybe it is. I can't. People are so ridiculous. And you mm-hmm. know, I, I I have to respect the fact that you don't respond to the hate all the time because right. 
the amount of real estate that people allow others to occupy in their brains, it'll just, yeah. what, what, they don't deserve the space in your head. They don't deserve your attention. Not like that for sure. So, yeah. so when you feel you need to strike back, you do so and you do it in your way, but to change your narrative, to be a constant daily barrage of having to stand up for yourself. Like, yeah, I hear it. It's not a good use of your time. Correct. Exactly. It's not teaching anybody. But once in a while, I'll use a certain comment to educate people because every I think at the end of the day, for me, it's always about the education. Mm. How can I turn this into a teaching moment? So if somebody has a negative comment, I will use that as a way to teach people about right and wrong in different ways, because every comment has a different has a different uh, response. But mm. I don't like it to be an everyday thing, even though and I have thank God I have a lot of filters. So you won't see people saying things about the Holocaust. Wow. Okay. You won't see, you know, things like six million wasn't enough or unfortunately. Um, or I Kanye was, was right. Name, yeah. Kanye, Kanye was, I actually never put that one in, oh. but I have, I always say the, the man whose name starts with an H because if you say his name on TikTok, then TikTok gets mad and bans you. So, wow. but people will make comments and make jokes about those kinds of things that he was right and all that. And it's, so all that goes through a filter and then anything political. Because at one point, many years ago, I was more political on my page, and I have since stopped doing that and taking it all down, but people can't get over it, so like they'll post things about that. But I try and uh, just, you know, slip those away and, and pretend that they don't exist, because it's just not something I discuss anymore. No. We all get to put up our own boundaries, right? Correct. And, that's, and that is so part of it, but also you're opening borders with your videos. And, I, and again, I have to give you a tremendous amount of credit. I would say, going back to my fortune cookie, that this is heroic. And putting yourself out there constantly is heroic, but certainly talking about something that is as personal as who you are, right? And who we are and what makes us different or what makes us unique is just heroic. So you, if you don't follow Melinda, you should <laughs> check out the Maria, uh, the real Melinda Strauss on TikTok and all forms of social media. Sign up on her website for melindastrauss.com for her recipes. Get access to Melinda. She's a wonderful resource and cola kavod to you. Continued success in every realm of everything that you're doing because you really are a great representative. Thank you. I appreciate that so much, Miriam. Not at all. Not at all. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Again, at The Real Melinda Strauss. She really is wonderful. So approachable. And I love her dog. I see her dog all the time. All right. We're, we got to get into we got to get into the song. I'm quite right. You're firing the song now. Firing the song now. Great. It's Mayor Sherman Yehi HaChodesh Hazeb because we're benching Rosh Chodesh this week. Don't touch that virtual dial for day, full day of programming continues. And of course, Saturday Night Seagull, Nachum tomorrow, Matis on Sunday. You guys got it all. We should have a good Chodesh, everybody. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Say, I'm a hooey, 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 I